If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and we have three brand new stories from across the Nemours system. So let's get started. First up, who's the embodiment of merriment and mirth at the Nemours Jacksonville South Clinic? Tis the season to think the answer is Santa Claus, but in this case, it's registration specialist Robert Rosenbaum. He's a 16-year Nemours associate with a background in adult orthopedics who found a home here because, well, I'll let him tell you. For those that know me know that I'm kind of a a jovial kind of person, and kids are where it's at for me. I'm basically a large child myself, and so it's who I relay the most with. And and adult medicine was was fun and engaging and challenging, but it wasn't for me. It's it's a little too serious and, and sometimes deals with some serious issues, and the kids face that as well, but you can relay to them differently uh, and on a, a more emotional level, I think, than, than adult medicine. For kids, sometimes they don't get the whole situation. You know, they just, if a com- kid comes in with a broken arm, they just want to play basketball. You know, they, they don't get insurance, they don't get missing work or any of that business, they just want to get better. And so a lot of those other life issues that you deal with, with adult medicine or even older children, it's not important to them. So you can really kind of come down to their level, uh, hash it out with them about healing, feeling better. You know, you'll be able to play basketball again sooner and all that. And it's just, it's a way different dynamic than dealing with an adult that's dealing with healthcare issues. Does it feel like work for you? There are times, you know, with, with every job, there are little challenges or bits and pieces that, that you don't like as much. But no, not really. Um, in the, the current position that I'm in, I deal a little bit more with the parent side than the child side. But I do still get to engage with the children uh, as they're coming in. That part isn't so much. Um, work, so to speak. You know, I can have fun. You know, you can, if you see somebody coming in with that frown, you can do what you can to, you know, liven them up. Or if they're on their way out, maybe they got some rough news or they need two weeks more in a cast or, you know, they need some labs drawn and they're nervous. There's an opportunity there that you can engage to maybe turn that around and, you know, give them that smile again. Does it take a special person or personality to be able to do the job that you do? Uh, I think that it helps. I think that anybody can come around, you know, once you're exposed to it. One of the biggest mistakes that I have seen with my time in pediatric medicine, they're not little adults. And so if you kind of come from that background and you try to engage with them as a, just a small adult, it's not going to work. You know, you have to speak to them on their terms and have that attitude as well. And I think that that really helps open up. Uh, I'm a large individual. I'm 6'5 and 300 pounds. And sometimes that can be a little overwhelming to kids. But you still have to be able to navigate around that. And once they see your personality, size isn't an issue. And, you know, you can be just like one of them. 
Talk about, well, without going into too many details, is there a patient story that you want to share or maybe a family member who you recall who who you really keep in the forefront of your mind as you go about your daily work? Absolutely. There was a specific patient that comes to mind. Um, It was called in to apply a brace. Um, I didn't know at the time, but they had just been told that their child had cancer in the bones and the child was five. And, you know, that's a lot to take in as a parent. Thankfully, I haven't had to deal with that with my children, but you could read the room and feel the the weight, you know, that's a, a big amount of news. Well, throughout that entire patient's treatment, somehow I was involved in almost every single visit, not by asking or anything else. It was just draw, you know, when the light came on, I went to the next room to deal with the patient and it would happen to be them. I would be on call. They would be in the hospital. So there was a lot of patient contact there. I got to become closer to the family than a normal situation, uh, you know, friends with the, the parents uh, and even the patient themselves. And it really was good for me to be exposed to that, to see what families truly go through and the challenges just in healthcare in general. Luckily, she uh, has come through it on the other side and is now uh, free, cancer-free. So all from treatment here. And so you really do get to see the beginning all the way to the end. What do you like best about your work? I really do think it's the engaging with the patients and the, and the families. You know, there are uh, different opportunities when they come in to, again, spend a little time. You know, we do have some busy clinical days. It's not uncommon to have 140 patients in a day. Uh, so you may not get a ton of time to spend with each one, but there are days where you have far less. And you do have what we refer to as regulars, whether they be patients who come in for weekly allergy shots or... Uh, you know, a, a difficult fracture that may take several weeks and or months of treatment. And so you get to know these people. And, and I enjoy seeing children who have come in as little ones and now they're teenagers. And, you know, you really, it's almost like you're part of the family to a certain extent, you know. How do you feel at the end of the day when you leave here, you get in your car and you go home? Well, uh, you know, on those 140 patient days, sometimes you can be a little tired. But for the most part, you do have that feeling of satisfaction, I guess would be a good word. Uh, You know, I like what I do. Uh, We're a nonprofit organization. Nobody here is here to get rich. You know, we're here for a reason, whatever that personal reason may be. Um, I like connecting with the families that I do. Uh, I do enjoy the work that I do. And there are, of course, always days where it may be a tough patient load or maybe a difficult patient. You know, there are those uh, interactions with patient families that, you know, leave you a little worn out more so than other days. But you do have a good feeling when, when you leave work, when you work at a place like this. Robert Rosenbaum is a satellite registration specialist at the Nemours Jacksonville South Outpatient Clinic. At the nearby Jacksonville Home Office, inpatient hospital reimbursement analyst Eladia Reyes is a part of the Central Business Office, the CBO. She works to help families get the insurance coverage their plans offer for the services their children receive here at Nemours. Eladia came to Nemours 16 years ago with a distinct advantage in working with insurance payers. I used to work um, with the insurance companies prior to coming here. 
But as she learned about Namor's mission of keeping kids healthy, she felt her talents were better suited to working on behalf of patients and their families. We bill out, okay, the services that we have rendered to our children. We work with insurance companies sort of on the back end, you know, that the parents don't even realize what we're doing. For me, that, that um, shows, you know, how committed we are to getting the work done. And if you're doing your job as excellently as I know you can, then parents really shouldn't know. Exactly. For parents, Aladia's job is essentially one less battle they have to face as they fight for their child's health. Aladia, however, is quite well aware of what parents and their kids are experiencing. She sees it in black and white and understands the importance of her success, not only for the enterprise, but for that child and all the children who follow. So when I look at that, I know, depending upon our invoice, you know, what what is that child going through? So what it makes me feel is like, we need to get this money in, or we need to make sure that we have everything covered for this child. Because in that reimbursement, it allows us to take care of the next one. Why is that important to you? The children are our future. This is the next generation. You know, we, we look at the research that that is being done here to resolve the illnesses that come along. Uh, to me, that's, that's, it's a great thing. You know, it, it really is a great thing, you know, to be able to research and resolve and, and help these children go to adults and have a life. So why not, you know, be involved in an organization that wants to do better and, and for, our, for the kids, for the next generation to come? Is there a story that sticks out in your mind, maybe one that continues to inspire you? I think for me, um, it's, are the transplant cases that we have. That inspires me. And not just the family, but what the child has to go through. You know, all the testing, all the medication, all, you know, the doctors, the nurses, the staying in the, in the hospital. So th- that child is already displaced. You know, he's in a different environment. And although we make it as comfortable as possible, it's not home. And for the parent, it's waiting. It's the waiting game, you know. If they don't have someone that's compatible within the family, they have to wait. So for me to see... Uh, from start to finish, and then just kind of follow it through and see that the child is still progressing, you know, and, there, and there's no rejection, and there's the child is really thriving is just amazing to me. Talk about your team members that inspire you. you it sounds like mm. you have a great team around you. Talk to me a little bit about them. Oh, I love my team. We're a well-oiled machine, the inpatient team. And uh, beginning with our supervisor, Allie, her open-door policy, her willingness to work with us through whatever difficulties we may be facing, you know, to step in. And for the rest of the team, although we have specific payers that we work, we still come together and and talk amongst each other and brainstorm. And, well, I think if you do this, why don't you try that? Or, you know, this is what I would do if I was in your shoes. And that how they're open to that communication and they're open to try and they're open to work with whatever resources we have at hand to resolve the issue that we're facing. So to me, that brings it all together. What's your favorite part of the job? 
knowing that I've accomplished what I've set out to do, I've also met the goals of our management. I take pride in that in a, in a, in a humble sort of way. Um, because the test that's been put before us to be able to accomplish it is, is a big thing. And, you know, all of us have lists and all of us try to get through them. And if I can do 50%, that was 50% more than yesterday. If I can do tomorrow 75%, that was 75% more. You know, I've added another 25%, you know. And so don't be overwhelmed at, at the task that's ahead of you, but tackle it with, with, no, with a knowing or with a knowledge of, I'm going to get through this. And I'm just going to get through this. Positive can-do words from Eladia Reyes, inpatient hospital reimbursement analyst for the CBO at the Jacksonville Home Office. Finally today, we travel up north to Deptford, New Jersey, to meet with patient service representative Erin McClintock, who read a letter from a grateful patient family who wanted the team to know the positive impact they had on the life of their daughter. Here's Erin. As first-time parents, my husband and I were nervous and didn't know what to expect when our eight-month-old daughter was diagnosed with having a stroke in utero. We were told therapy would be the best option to help her with her gross and fine motor skills. The first time we walked into the Deptford office, everyone was super friendly and the environment was clean and spacious. We did not feel overwhelmed by long wait times or not knowing where to go. Our daughter loves the slide. She has been a patient for a little over a year and she has grown so much. Erin at the front desk has great customer service and always gives her the biggest loving hello every time we walk in. At first, therapy was work for her, and she was not a big fan of doing it. Our daughter now sees therapy as playtime and enjoys her hour she is there. From the moment we walk in the door, Erin greets her with the warmest hello. She plays on the slide, and then it's playtime for her. With her not being able to stand on her own a year ago... Till now, walking without assistance is amazing. With the dedication and patience Becky has, she is striving. It was the best decision I have made for her to go to Nemours. I cannot be more thankful for the excellent services being provided for my daughter. For Erin, building a relationship with each child and every family member is a process that takes time, yet is well worth the effort in the long term for everyone involved. Even if it's as simple as a smile a milestone remembered, or a few minutes on a slide with the holiday-appropriate name of Holly. I think it's just more of once you form a relationship with them, uh, you just break that ice of they're not just a patient. They come in and they tell us, or we just ask them, you know, where they're with us briefly, maybe for a minute, two minutes. And in that time, you really, you know, the kids are there, you really get a lot of interaction with them as long as you're open with them. And they really appreciate that. So it's just something that we've just carried on with everybody to make them feel more at home and more relaxed. And the kids really do. They do come in and they do look forward to seeing us. Talk about that relationship building and the importance to not just your work, but the importance of relationship building to getting kids to their medical goals, to getting them healthier. Oh, they want to come here. They look forward to it. They'll come in, and if it's not us that they're looking for, it's the staff. Um, here in Deptford, it's definitely Holly. A lot of parents use Holly as a bargaining tool. Tell me about Holly. Oh, my goodness. Holly's our famous slide <laughs> out front, um, and ah. everybody loves Holly. Um, 
So they use it either as a treat at the end or the kids will, you know, that's just what their mind brings them to whenever they're, oh, we're going to the doctor. But don't worry, we're going to the Holly doctor or we're going to the doctor that has Holly. And it immediately, I mean, a pretty, I would say... 10 times out of 10 times, it really brings kids to, oh, we're going to that doctor. We're not going to anything scary. And sometimes they do are coming here for therapy and they cry the whole time, but there's something to look forward to at the end and just that personal relationship of them coming in and knowing that they're welcomed and knowing that we've been waiting for them to get here all day. How do you feel, Erin, when you leave here at the end of the day? Accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely accomplished. Um, It is so far and few between that we ever have a family that comes in and leaves upset or angry or feels like their concerns weren't addressed. I mean, there are times where we've interacted a parent who didn't necessarily have a great experience, but there's always somebody before they get to that door that's stopping them to go over what the problem was and what the next steps that we're able to do to fix it, to help them. It's not necessarily if they want to see a different provider, you know, something something like that, or they need an appointment um, for a different department. We're not always able to do it that day, but just the fact that they leave here and they know that their concerns were addressed heard and they're going to be brought back to them in full circle for them to be able to be happy with their experience here do you ever cry when you leave here at the end of the day I actually cry when the patients come in because we've been here for three years Um, we've seen a lot of our patients grow now from babies like birth like their NICU follow-ups ultrasounds when they're three days old like we've literally seen these kids grow up and there are times when kids come in and we haven't seen them for even just like three or four months they that's a long time when you're that little and they just get so big or they come in without their crutches when for the past five weeks they've been coming in with their crutches um, it's really, I'm not in the, I can't say I've cried when I've left here, but I definitely cry more times than I would like to admit in the moment. <laughs> so when you see progress. Yes, absolutely. And I knock on wood to this day, we haven't seen too much regression in our patients. It's it's always progress. You know, that's the beauty of working in the outpatient facility. Um, it's always progress, and it's such beautiful progress whenever you can tell that they're proud of themselves and their parents are happy with the way things are going. Erin McClintock is a patient service representative at the Nemours Outpatient Clinic in Deptford, New Jersey. We love producing the Nemours Champions for Children podcast and would love to hear from you about what you think of it. Email us at podcast at nemours.org. You can send your show ideas there as well. That's podcast at nemours.org. Be sure to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Radio Public, Radio.com, Spotify, just about anywhere you get your podcasts. Production assistance comes from Peter Adebi, Deborah Griffin, J.L. Puckett, and Jackie Williams. Music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. And our words of wisdom this week come from the father of Eladia Reyes. He was a carpenter by trade. And he took great pride in what he did. And he always instilled in us education and do the best that you can.
He says, because as you do the best that you can, you will grow. Not just as a person, but you'll take pride in what you do. You you feel a sense of accomplishment. Um, so it was, if you don't know it, learn it. I'm Carol Vassar, back with more Associate Stories and a song or two next week on the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.